0: Love,
1: hope, radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or good afternoon, as the case may be, or whenever it is in your part of the world. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. This is Rick Lupert from the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, happy to have you with me. It's the it's our monthly open reading, our uh, show where you're invited to call in and share your poetry uh, with a potentially worldwide audience, and possibly also to any culturally literate aliens who might be eavesdropping from other universes or outer space. I'm uh, trying a new thing here. I've just uh, upgraded to the premium long Talk Radio account, which allows me to uh, host the show via Skype, as opposed to uh, having calling in on a telephone. And theoretically, the sound quality should be better than it has been in the past. So, if uh, any of you are hearing me now, and have any Uh, issues with the sound, do let me know. I'd like to know how it sounds to all of you out there, and uh, and, uh, as it's an experiment that I decided to do about 90 seconds ago, uh, before the show launched. So, the number to call in is 213, I'm sorry, it's uh, 646-716-7362. Call in, you can read anything you'd like, um, of any style whatsoever, um, and we'll be super happy to have you uh, on the air as well. A couple of uh, items of business before we get started. Uh, as I mentioned, we've upgraded to the new uh, premium Blog Talk Radio membership, which we, we're kind of forced to do actually. Blog Talk Radio, uh, starting next month, is going to be uh, limiting their uh, what's available for their free accounts, which is what we've had for, um, well, the last three years or so that we've been doing the show every month and so we're no longer able to under that account do a one-hour show every month we would have been limited to a half an hour so as a result uh, I I didn't really want to cut the show in half so I I paid the fee to uh, upgrade and it was a few hundred bucks so um, starting next month I'm going to be offering similar to what I do in the weekly newsletter that you probably receive um, the opportunities to advertise. Uh, so uh, look for news on that uh, because, uh, well, this is certainly not a money-making venture for me or for any Poetry Superhighway project, But uh, uh, which means that anytime time uh, we have to put out any kind of expense, uh, there's really no cash of money that we're drawing from uh, to, uh, to uh, pay for that. So... Uh, that when we the the classifieds that you've seen in our weekly newsletter um, help pay for some of the expenses of hosting the Poetry Super Highway website and uh, advertising here on uh, Poetry Super Highway Live will do exactly the same. Uh, ads will be limited to those which are specifically of interest to poets and writers. You're not going to hear uh, an ad on Poetry Super Highway Live for Shamwow. Or anything of that nature. Um, if there's a big interest in Shanla though, let me know, and I, I will look into it. But uh, like like I do for the uh, classifieds in the newsletter, they are specifically limited to ads that are of interest to poets and writers. And I know many people have taken advantage of what's appeared in our weekly newsletter. You found contests to enter. You found um, places to submit your poetry to you've discovered other people writing books who are advertising them there so it's all uh, going to stay within the fold of what's uh, of interest to to you so if you um, run a publication that you need some extra attention for uh, you want to put out a call for submissions you uh, want to promote your book you do a live reading uh, on another blog talk radio show or perhaps in person at a venue in your town you'd like to promote um, or anything that would be of specific nature to poets and writers your editing services, that kind of thing, um, contact me or watch the Poetry Superhighway email list for news on the specifics of how uh, advertising on Poetry Superhighway Live will work. So that's business item number one. Business item number two, I have a new book ad. Uh, I'm also essentially as a poet, a not-for-profit venture. Uh, But I do occasionally put books out. I have a new collection called Sins of Buckwood. It's poetry I wrote in Montreal, Canada last summer in July. Uh, You can find it on my website, PoetrySuperHighway.com. There's a bunch of sample poems there. Um, It's on Amazon as well. And um, if you happen to be in the Los Angeles area, um, the end of the month, January 30th, Sunday, at 4 o'clock p.m. at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center, I will be having a publication reading for my new book, Sins of Buckwood. And uh, in addition to me reading from the book, a bunch of really spectacular folks will be participating in the uh, festivities. Uh, Number one, um, Matthew Mars, he's a local singer, songwriter, and poet. He will be singing the Canadian National Anthem. Number two, Derek Brown. He's the guy who runs Right Bloody Publishing. You go to rightbloody.com, might be right bloody press, look it up. Um, one of the most um, interesting, talented, um, uh, and engaging poets, writers, um, and publishers of poetry as well that I know uh, will be uh, performing 10 minutes of travel related poetry in the spirit of this book of poetry written in Montreal last summer. He is really quite a talent. And um, if you're in LA, you don't want to miss him. Derek Brown, 10 Minutes of Travel Poetry. Neil Aiken, a uh, a quality poet from Canada, will be giving a 10-minute dissertation on Canada. Cool, huh? He's a real live Canadian. He's going to be talking about Canada. So we'll get to learn what Canada is all about as part of the Sins of Buckwood Publication Party. Amelie Frank, she ran Sacred Beverage Press. She's a, a, a local Los Angeles poet as well. Her uh, ancestors, this is kind of interesting, if you're familiar with the uh, history of Montreal, as I'm sure you all are, or the greater Quebec province, um, her ancestors were, were some of the leaders who helped found the, uh, the Canadian province of Quebec. Um, really interesting story. She's going to be there doing, um, well, she's going to be doing something Canadian. That's, uh, that's all I know. It's going to be pretty cool. And finally, Brendan Constantine, uh, another uh, really extraordinary, talented poet. Check him out at brendanconstantine.com. Uh, will be doing a 10-minute circ. Yes, Cirque, as in Cirque du Soleil, the more uh, famous of that particular genre of circus um, uh, style shows, which which originated in uh, Montreal and the Quebec area of Canada. So I asked Brendan if he would perform, he would conceive of and perform a 10-minute Cirque, and he's going to uh, do that. I have no idea what that's going to be like. It's uh, um, Frankly, if you don't live in L.A., I would fly in just for that. Um, um, frankly, I booked a lot of people who are far more talented than me, and um, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm. I'm even going to go uh, as as a reader. I may just show up to my own publication reading as uh, as an audience member, just to support these amazing talents who are there. Uh, in addition, uh, and, and these are the last couple things. Uh, in addition to the books being available, um, everyone in attendance will get a free leaf. And there will be a maple syrup tasting. So that's it. It's Sunday, January 30th, 4 o'clock p.m., that's Pacific Time, here in Los Angeles at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center in Venice, on Venice Boulevard. Send me an email if you want more information on that, or it's all posted on my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. All right, we have a bunch of callers on the air. Again, uh, the purpose of this show is not for me to babble on about what it is that I'm doing, but to hear your poetry. So that's what we're doing the rest of the time. The number again to call in is 646-716-7362. seven one six seven three six two. We're going to start out from. Uh, 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 we're going to start out with a caller from Newark, New Jersey. Hi, David. How are you?
2: Hey, sins of Buckwood. Listen, Rick. Perhaps you can help me with this. I'm looking for a serious beverage commitment. My last beverage left me. I mean, my last beverage left me a dear, uh, a dear Frankenstein letter.
1: <laughs> well, I can recommend two things, uh, David: a cup of coffee and plastic surgery.
2: Oh, that's good. How about how about the dreaded apparatus? <laughs> a little flushing And we don't mean Queens, New York
1: <laughs> No, sir. We
2: don't mean Shea Stadium Okay, well, enough of that uh, uh, prattle uh, Let me get right down to this A um, couple of couple weeks ago uh, After I had read uh, I mean, a couple of months ago After I had read Nicole Mickelson came on And read her fine piece which she won an award for uh, from the Inca Foundation. It was the uh, 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 it, it was concerning uh, the autism spectrum, and I have a son who suffers from autism, severe autism. So the the it, the ironic thing is, I won an award with the piece I wrote for him. So I wish to read it and. Uh, It's uh, obviously dedicated uh, to my son, but I also wanted to dedicate it to Nicole as I read this. Okay, so it's called The Boy Who Cannot Play. It's uh, it's lyric. Okay, here it goes. Countless things he cannot do, a world of words he cannot say, a mighty warrior nonetheless, he is the boy who cannot play. Excluded from the joyous sound with no choice but to stand alone if we could only build a bridge to reach the world that's all his own. His screams of anger pierce the silence. He struggles hard against the tide. This captive soul that craves release is locked away somewhere inside. My autistic boy has found a place to rule his world so far away. He speaks a language strange and distant, this boy of mine who cannot play. Those tiny steps of hope unfettered, a search for answers long denied, this boy I cannot recognize. He knows me not, I'm locked outside. To persevere a daunting challenge, to hear him speak and light the way. This mighty warrior deserves as much my valiant boy who cannot play
1: very nice david uh well done um uh you said you won an award for that poem,
2: yes, i did, and uh, uh I like to call them aboriginal poetry dot com well well that that's kind of like uh getting an award uh from uh, Joseph Goebbels for uh you know, uh, uh, with a Pulitzer Prize, you know. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean a whole lot, but, it, it, it you know, it's an award nonetheless. I treasure it. At least somebody recognized me for the uh, po- poetic stud that I am.
1: <laughs> well, those are the two words that come to mind whenever I think of you, David.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bubula. I think so too. I I send you her regards.
1: Thank you. Well, David, th- please, please. We just ate. Um, <laughs> David, um, thanks so much for calling in and opening up the show. Uh, always appreciated, and um, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay.
2: Okay, Rick. Okay.
1: <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks again. That's uh, David Neves calling from Newark, New Jer- Jersey. He's a regular caller, as you may have gathered here on Poetry Super Highway Live, reading a poem, an award winning poem uh, that he wrote for his uh, son who has autism. So there you go. The number to call in is 646 716 7362. Moving now to a caller <laughs> from the 863 area code. Hello.
3: Um, hello, Rick. Um, this is N- Noreen N. Jenkins. And I I got a poem for you today, it's called Surprises in, in Dreams, and it's a blitz poetry form. In with the new, in for surprises, surprises to be seen, surprises is for real, real as you and I, real or fake, fake as a fur, fake it out, out with the old, out for the night, night and day, night is here, hear me out, here to stay. Stay for the new years. Stay and talk. Talk about resolutions. Talk or shut up. Up or down. Up and left. Left with a hangover. Left with a work. Work it out. Work for all. All of us conked out. All is well. Well, let's go. Well, let's celebrate. Celebrate and rejoice. Celebrate for a better year. Year for new resolutions. Year to remember. Remember, live your dreams. Remember your goals, goals to set, goals to finish, finish line, finish what you started, started to leave, started to go, go and be heard, go poets, poets to remember, poets not to be forgotten, forgotten souls, forgotten dreams, dreams of hope, dreams of a new prosperous year, year hope. That's the
1: end. Noreen nicely read. Okay. You, had a, you um, had a great rhythm going on there with that particular piece. Okay. Um. Th- thank you. Mm. So, what's going on in uh, Lake Wells, Florida?
3: Well, there's not much going on on around here, but um on on ReverbNation.com, I started doing recording poetry now, and you can find me on ReverbNation.com. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> they just look up your name, Noreen Ann Jenkins, and that's it. Um,
3: Oh, it go ReverbNation.com front slash Noreen N. Jenkins. And you can find me right there in my recorded poetry.
1: Great. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Noreen. I really appreciate it. Okay.
3: And you also can find me on Noreen com. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, cool. Thanks again for being a regular caller. Good to hear your poem.
3: Okay. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Bye. Thank you. That was uh, Noreen Ann Jenkins, another regular uh, calling from Lake Wells, Florida, uh, all over the web, so uh, hear more from her uh, at those various places that uh, that she mentioned, and uh, moving on, we have uh, a couple more callers on the air here, if you want to, or on the line, I should say, um, if you want to call in and share your poetry, you should, it's uh, 646-716-7362, or of course you can connect via Skype, if you'd like, which is what I'm doing right now, and Apparently people can hear me, so I guess it works. Um, also, you can uh, log in uh, to the chat room if you're uh, looking at the show. There's a, a chat button there, and there's uh, different people in the chat room who are listening to the show, um, who you can interact with. You can uh, comment on people's poems. You can uh, you could do whatever you want really in there. I'm 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 not really paying attention to that. So uh, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hi. Hello. Hello.
0: Hey, Rick, it's Marie Lecrivain. Hi, Marie. How are you? Happy New I'm, Year.
1: Thanks to you as well. I'm okay.
0: Oh, and congratulations <laughs> on your new book. I'm looking forward to reading it.
1: Thanks. Thank you. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to your reading it, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I always enjoy your work. But thanks. I had a poem I wanted to read, if I may. It's uh, a poem about... The L.A. Library, or actually the courtyard of the L.A. Library, it's called The Painter. So I what? hope that's all right with you.
1: <laughs> that's, in fact, the purpose of the show, so uh, please.
0: Oh, okay. Well, cool. Uh, and I have this actually available as a chapbook through Lemmix Press. It's got illustrations by Aurora, Aurora Antonovic, another fine Canadian poet. But
1: oh, wow. Is I
0: she a She is a poet. She's a poet I, in I mean, the... It,
1: I mean is she local? Is,
0: she's like local Canadian or local
1: Does she live like, in Southern California?
0: California? Yeah. No, she actually lives near uh, I believe she actually lives near uh, Montreal.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so she checked. probably won't be probably won't be making the event, but it's it's good to know that there are Canadian poets out there.
0: Well, she's the editor of a very fine magazine called Magna Poets. I used to uh, do work for them a little bit a while ago, but you can always find them online. And uh, lots of great poetry, not just free verse, but also like hon- uh, tanka, haibun, uh, haiku, modern Japanese forms in you know in English language. And it's got a good—I believe their circulation is somewhere around two or three thousand. So that's pretty good for a poetry magazine. Of course, they're also funded by the Canadian Arts Council, so that doesn't hurt. <laughs> it
1: sure yeah. doesn't.
0: <laughs> Money <else out>. always <laughs> Okay, well I'm gonna go ahead and read this poem. It's called The Painter and it starts out like this He nods with a brush stroke, transforms a smile into a grimace on the Nature D at the Faux French Cafe. He's hailed by a cacophony of spoons. Egos are lined up, a memento is captured, recorded, and then disposed. The sun plays upon the plastic glitter of a shapely calf. Merc flows into an arclet orb. He leans forward to whiten the brittle yearning in the waiter's eyes, and he deepens the shadow between the waiter and the wealthy spinster with five secret abortions. At 3 o'clock, the warden chants a psalm to the cavalcade of literati, wandering between the spaces of the olive trees. The muse drops in to check on his progress. Her inspiration is extraneous, yet she refuses to leave. So he nods to the muse and lightens the pane of glasses clinking against each other. The Sanskrit steps and palm trees form a pact of neutrality. The waiter stares at the wealthy spinster. She seems oddly familiar. The literati head into the commissary for some tea and James Joyce. The olive trees swing their shadows into now vacant spaces. He strokes the wealthy spinster into obscurity, lowers the brush, and steps away from the canvas.
1: Very nice, Marie, as always. Well read, too. Enjoy the pauses, uh, uh, oddly enough. Uh, I I think there's something about the space between the notes, um, which is often thought about, in terms of music, you know, that kind of accentuate uh, the things that come around it, and in this case, the way that you read it, there were uh, obviously very purposeful pauses at different places, which, which, um, which did the same thing that it can do in music between the notes, accentuated the words. So, uh, very thoughtfully read.
0: Well, thank you. And may I make a tiny plug for a poetry event? Of course. Well, and. Um, Going to be going back to the Gang4 host for the Rap Saloon and this Friday Amelie Frank will be the feature on January fifteenth. If anyone would like to come by, she'll be the our feature on that Friday. It's a free reading, it's in Santa Monica, and you can find us on Facebook at the Rap Saloon or on therapsaloon dot com. So come on out, it's free. <laughs>
1: Cool. Love Amelie. She's she's wonderful, and uh, and of course you have probably heard she's participating in my publication event. Um, wonderful poet. Um, sounds yes, like it's going to be a great. on my
0: calendar to be there. So. Oh,
1: cool. No, I mean it sounds like it's going to be a, a great night this Friday at the at the Rapsaloon.
0: Well, I hope so. I haven't hosted there in a while, so I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to your event too. And by the way, I can hear you loud and clear through the new Skype. So, good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Technology has triumphed. Um, all right. Cool. Well, Marie, thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate it. And uh, and I'll, I guess I'll see you soon.
0: All right, Rick. Take care. Have a good Sydney.
1: You too. That was uh, Marie Le Crevin calling from uh, right here in Southern California. Uh, fantastic. Um, she also runs an online website called Poetic Diversity, which you can check out at poeticdiversity.org. And uh, all kinds of wonderful poets are are, are there for you to, to check out and read and, and, and such. So uh, so do check it out. Uh, moving along, uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 214 area code. Hello.
4: Hey, Rick. It's Dan Kasten in Dallas, Texas. How are you?
1: I'm great, Dan. How are you doing?
4: Good. I don't think I've talked to you in a, in a year.
1: Um, I was beginning to think uh, I'd done something wrong.
4: No, 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 no. Well, not as far as you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you've told me.
4: That's right. Well, um, no, I have been absent, uh, primarily absent from the writing world for probably about a year, um, and have uh, recently gotten back into some things after having moved back to Texas. I think, if you recall, I was last time we talked, I was living in Ohio. Um, and through you, because I still had this Texas phone number, and you were going, well, how does this work? It's like, well, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I decided against um, everything that I've ever done in the past, uh, writing social, political, and um, basically uh, comedy of errors style poetry, to um, write a book of love poems. So um, you are going to be a guinea pig on this. Um, so be kind, um, if you would, all right? I will attempt. Okay, attempt it. So. At all I can ask. Um, the name of the poem is called Private Morning," morning with a U, as in sorrow, and um, I wrote it for a particular person after a relationship ended about a year ago, and um, you guys just have to tell me what you think. Here it is. I have no idea what to do with my memories of you. Every day I danced in silence, constructing perfect buildings, filled with everything we ever wanted, and I would count the minutes until I could hear your soft voice speak to me in a language only we shared. Today, today my bones rattle before the founder, blinded by the shivering memories of touch and smell, awaiting at the edge of something I could not escape nor even foresee. As I listen to the rain hit my windows, I reach out with cupped hands for a drink of what God would have me know. If I were to have listened before, he would have told me that I was a fool to think that a prism was as clear as still water, that the drunk in the corner laughing was right all along, that 2.30 is the worst time of the day, and that life without love, excuse me, life and love without risk, is meaningless. Well, that is one message I have always heard, which is why when history writes this chapter, I am sure it will be kind. While middle America aches with the loneliness of clouds, I sort through the last year of my life and realize once again that arrogance and money are just not strong enough weapons against time and distance, and that strength in words cannot replace strong shoulders or the touch of a soft hand on days where the dead bury their dead. And while the beautiful day's carousel in my mind, it is without regret in my private mourning that there will always be a tear in my eye ready to release upon the sound of your name.
1: Very well, happy. there was no yeah, uh, no need to have asked me to be kind, uh, Dan. That uh, that was uh, uh, well done. Thank you. Um, so you, are, did you say you were putting a collection of these together?
4: I am. I am. Um, I just decided. I had these strewn out throughout the years, and I've incorporated in other things that I've done. But, you know, it's hard to write social political and throw in a love poem every now and then because it just doesn't work. So, I have these collected from probably about the last eight years, and decided to write a few more you know with notes strewn all over the place and journals and things to essentially complete the uh you know the emotional closure on all of this and it will be laid to rest, which is good
1: yeah, I guess um that that is good, you know one of the if we can use our art to help um us get through stuff or past stuff or or take our stuff and turn it into art even even better it's a it's a great thing so kudos to you on on doing that
4: thank you and uh glad to hear the show is still going strong and uh heard all your commercial messages in the front that was good and I'm also looking forward to checking out your new book
1: <laughs> thanks very cool is there any uh, are you um Wait a minute, you're you're back in Dallas now or are you back in Dallas. Okay, back in Dallas. So it's not like you were <laughs> I so is there are you do you participate in the poetry scene there? Is there anything going on in, in Dallas you want to mention?
4: Uh no, not that I'm aware. I mean, yes, there's always something going on, but no, I haven't dived back into that yet. Um okay. frankly, I've I've been writing and writing and writing and um not ready to come out of that particular shell yet um where, you know, to go to things like that. It's just, you know, it's just one of those quirky things about my particular personality. But over the course of the next few months, uh once I start to pull some things together, um, yeah, I'll get back into that and I'll report back to you.
1: Well I will ask again when I hear from you again. So cool. Well, <laughs> well I'm glad to hear you're writing a lot. Glad to hear you back on this show and and look forward to the next time.
4: All right. Thanks, Rick. You have a great day.
1: <laughs> you too. Okay. Uh, Dan Kasten calling from well he says Dallas Texas but uh frankly he could be from anywhere you don't. you don't know with Dan where where he'll be uh calling from uh, uh but good to hear him good to hear his work again um so now on to the rest of you again the number is 646-716-7362 would love to hear what you got um, our next caller is from the 818 area code hello <laughs> what a strange question <laughs> It's Jerry
5: Garcia, Rick, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, thanks um, well,
5: I just figured a thousand people would call you from 818 But here I am
1: No, no one local loves me I mean, no one that local
5: Well, Marie called you
1: Yeah, but she's 213 or 310 So, you know, that's it's over a hill and, and such
5: She's our sweet friend
1: Indeed well, so the,
5: the Skype sound is great,
1: good, yeah, i you know, I actually can't hear my own voice anywhere um so i I have no idea how it sounds. um, I just know when I've listened to these shows in the past, my voice has been super quiet on the phone, so uh, so I've got a microphone plugged into the computer, and it it's like I'm doing a radio show or something. So Jerry Garcia from here in Southern California, what do you got for us?
5: Uh, I, you know, I, I, I got a little, re, um, I got a little blue yesterday. Um, you know, we have a, another one of those tragedies that involves guns, and so I pulled out a, an old uh, poem of mine, which is about the, uh, the uh, Clock Watchtower, um, Charles Whitman story back from the '60s, because I, I contend he was the first of. Uh, of the televised craziness that goes on with these tragedies. And the poem is called 96 um, Minutes on the Clock Tower. And, of course, that's where we get the uh, the phrase, the climbing the, walk, the clock tower, the guys who kind of go off, you know. It, it became go, going postal, I guess, in later years. Anyway, uh, this poem starts with a, uh, a uh, phrase from Kenneth Patchen, uh, I, wand- I wander through these blackened rooms thinking that nobody has ever made proper use of murder. Hot August 1966, bullocks ringing like nickels on concrete, echo a life's value, five cents on the dollar. Charles Woodman takes what newspapers call the unassailable clock tower advantage, impossible to challenge. <laughs> the flip side of the suicide coin is murder. Ninety-six minutes sniping people he didn't even care to know, foretelling new trends of American violence, Callie's Vietnam rage, Harris and Klebold of Columbine, Karpinski's Abu Ghraib, Cho in Blacksburg, summer-class campus bustle tinny radio transistors of yellow submarine and love and spoonful songs playing with the heat. The mid-sixties rapid-changing world was not equipped for the bullet parade of whitman's new brand of shock not since medieval times had public bloodshed been commonplace the flip side of the suicide coin is murder high caliber like the kennedy gun where the president's blood had some probability of reason now televised mad snipers shoot neighborhood kids on university concrete on the high school campus in wars of genocide and profit in safeway parking lots Eden's National Enquirer calls Whitman's the first high-speed-chasing postal rage sensationalist headlines for the ages. The flip side of the suicide coin is murder. Charles Whitman ripped his mother's skin and murdered his wife in bed, offering the insurance policy of his own death for the redemption of a tortured mind. In the 96th minute, deputies Martinez and McCoy challenged Whitman's <clears throat> unassailable clock tower advantage and flipped his coin along with our perceptions of anger and despondency. The flip side of the murder coin is suicide.
1: Well, Jerry, thanks for digging that one out. Um, it's, uh, it's a tough day for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And, um, and uh and it's and and you helped us acknowledge that.
5: Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your show.
1: <laughs> no problem. So um you of course are a, a director of the Valley Contemporary Poets. Uh, do you wanna um uh talk about what you have coming up?
5: Oh absolutely. Um next Sunday we have um um Kate Gale, Bart Edelman, and um Jeanette Clough. Reading at 3 o'clock at the Tarzana Community and Cultural Center, and that's uh, Sunday the 16th. That should be a a pretty classy reading. And we're just freeway close there in Tarzana, no big deal for people who want to come out and see us. Um, And then the following Tuesday at Cobalt, we will be presenting um, Susan Hayden, who's just a a lovely poet and uh, kind of writes in the same conceit as me, so I'm really uh, I really get along with her, and I'm really gonna be happy to be introducing her.
1: Fantastic! So that's uh, that's a bunch of great people. The the reading you have next Sunday sounds like it's uh, uh, well, it's another roll call of the immortals, really. Um yeah. it's, a, it's a quite a, a stellar group of people um, <clears throat> you've got coming up in Tarzana. Um, cool. Well, um, thanks for calling, and Jerry, I always appreciate hearing your voice. All right. Good to hear you, Rick. Take care. Bye. Bye. Jerry Garcia from here in Southern California. He uh, is a director of uh, a local organization called the Valley Contemporary Poets, which is a nonprofit organization that has been producing uh, reading series here in Southern California, here in the San Fernando Valley since 1980. Um, A wonderful group of uh, people who have done a lot of amazing and wonderful things. All right, moving along, the next, uh, uh, again, of course, the number is uh, 646-716-7362. I don't know why I keep telling you that. Odds are if you're listening to the show, it's, it's up on your screen, but um, it just makes, it comforts me to have something to tell you that's informative. Uh, moving on, I have a, wow, well, there's a number there. There's like, n- this is, is too long to be a phone number, um, 447 something or other it, you probably just heard a, a sound that let you know you were on the air hello
6: hi it's adrian from Burma, New england
1: ah hello from england <laughs> um what's uh, who what's your name adrian adrian yeah. and you're calling from calling from the uk fantastic um uh, how's everything on that side of the pond
6: it's great it's great um, you know it's not not too cold the weather's quite good so can't complain really.
1: Where is uh, where is Birmingham in uh, in uh, in England?
6: It's right at the heart of the country, It's in, uh, right at the centre, okay. second largest city.
1: <laughs> Fant- I've been to London a couple of times, but not not so much outside of uh, London. But great great to hear you. So, uh, Adrian, do you have a poem for us?
6: Definitely, it's called "Dear Dream," um, like this: You. Ruined my weekend by exploiting my weekend, and now I'm weakened. The river's been deepened, I was pushed in at the deep end, and now I don't know on who to depend. For I am not the seeking? If you show what I'm seeking, I would be a prince, but you see king. Your guilty pleasure is my inner sense, because you expose my inner sense and make a sweet smile from my inner sense. You say, enter what I should believe in. You give the nod to what I believe in. Love for life, it just needs heating. It's not just for heating or for low esteemed heathen. You open the scenes and expose how it seems and breed. When I forget, I'm dreaming. You see, I'll cooperate if I don't operate when I wake. Because I can devastate, but I can't live in devil state because I'm a saint. And you make me feel like I'm a skyscraper. But I don't want to be a skyscraper if the ladder isn't toward my sky's nature. My dear dream, your taste I savour like you're my saviour. But if you die, if you die, I can't be the one to save you.
2: Hmm.
1: Well done, Adrian. Um, so tell us about uh, poetry in Birmingham, England.
6: Um, it's quite a vibrant scene, um, being the second largest city, Um you know, we've got quite a few poet laureates who are pushing things along, and a lot of young talent coming through all the time. Um, you know, various competitions, slams and read open readings. You just can't move for poetry in Birmingham.
1: Do you have a favourite spot that you uh, participate in?
6: Um, not at the moment, with, with the way with the way that my um job is. I, I tend to be around the country, so I tend to find poetry wherever mm-hmm. I go. So Manchester is great for it, in the green rooms in Manchester. And sometimes the um, jazz cafe in London um, has a, an open mic night, so whenever I'm around those areas, um, I definitely like to perform if I can.
1: Great. Right. Did, did you say the poets' cafe? Is it that's the one in Covent Garden? Is that right?
6: Oh, well, the, 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 the jazz cafe has done an open mic a, a few times, and then a few smaller events um, around um, the other areas of London as well.
1: Okay. Well great. Well I really appreciate you uh calling in. We we don't get a lot of callers um outside of uh North America.
7: That's no problem.
1: <laughs> so as as a worldwide open reading. So uh you've you've finally legitimized uh the tagline to the show.
6: That's perfect. Thank you for <laughs> having me.
1: No problem. Call it call in again. We'll do it next month. Um, <laughs> appreciate it. So that's uh, Adrian calling from Birmingham uh u uh, k we we often get a call from birmingham alabama uh, a guy named Michael calls in so finally the uh, we 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 have the uh the o g birmingham uh, represented uh on our show so great call in uh, ladies and gentlemen we don't have any content or style restrictions if you're if you've never participated in an open mic before this is the easiest way to do it. You just have to make the phone call um uh no one's going to actually see you. Uh, if you get super nervous i suppose you could just hang up in the middle of reading your poem uh use a fake name if you need to um, but the point is just uh, just uh, participate get your get your words out there it's a great uh, it's a great thing to do so moving on uh, our next caller is from the 973 area code hello rip i didn't
2: know i was in queue again
1: <laughs> well if I you didn't called
2: back
1: <laughs> well if you call back in you go back in queue it looks like you called back in
2: I didn't press the one when that when that English lady asked me, you know, to press the one. I didn't press it. <laughs> so I don't know. Is it, do you have a lot of other callers on the line.
1: I do have a, an, a, another caller, um, uh, but um, let me let me get to that, David, um, and uh, and uh, and I'll consider getting back to you if we if we have some space, okay?
2: Okay, I'll be here.
1: All right, take it easy. Bye.
2: Thank
1: you. It's uh David Neves, Uh not aware that he was in the queue uh, once again. That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. You're not supposed to uh, listen on the phone. You're supposed to listen on the uh on the internet. Um uh <laughs> that's how this show works. But um no problem. It's uh you know, if it's always good to hear uh someone from New Jersey more than once. During uh, during the day, don't you think? Our next caller is from the three one zero area code. Hello. Hello. Hello.
8: Hello. Hi Rick. Hi. This is Nick Fagan.
1: Hey Nick, how are you?
8: Good, good. How are you?
1: I've had better days, honestly, but uh, oh, sorry. but sorry I'll, sur- I'll, I'll survive.
8: It's a nice uh, it's a nice uh, show of uh, nice poetry. That Birmingham guy was excellent.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too. Is this your first time uh, tuning in and and calling in?
8: It's been a while. No, I've called in before. I've tuned in before. Yeah, I love this show.
1: Uh, Oh, cool. (laughs) Well, that's good to hear.
8: Um, Yeah, and I went to Birmingham High School, by the way. Really? Throw that out there, yeah.
1: Well, now we almost almost have to have the guy from Alabama call in just so it could be like the trifecta of, of Birmingham's.
8: That would be good, Rick. I like that idea. May I read a poem to you?
1: Would you please?
8: All right. Um, Okay, here we go. You shut off the sun and stole the color away. Now the sky is less than bright. Your world looks vivid. Mine is discarded shades of ambient grays. Gone are those times of tumultuous blue-black and distracting red-black. No more green grass or blue grass or white puffs smudging the winter sunsets, plucked tangerines and abusive reds.
1: Were you abused by the color red as a child?
8: You know, I don't think so, but maybe as an adult.
1: Well undoubtedly there are support groups out there that can that can help you with that uh, there's one for every color uh and then there's a rainbow one but i think that they they talk about something different um, um nick how great to hear that piece uh, thank you so much for calling in is, there, is it is you're you're from here in la of course uh yes. as well it's a, it's it's an la uh, representing uh, show uh tonight and and birmingham of course uh, do, is there a spot uh, in la that you Go to to read at or listen at that you want to talk about or share.
8: Uh, you know, I do these sort of infrequent things with bands. I've, I've recently performed at the King King in Hollywood in the Kibbutz Room, you know, which is part of Cantor's, and uh, just mm-hmm. you know, I kind of do these kind of rogue activities with uh, more musicians than mother poets. Although I do <laughs> think I might make it to the Cobalt this uh, this Tuesday.
1: Well, that would be fantastic.
8: Yeah, and I'm definitely going to see your event because I'm on the west side, so I'll be on
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hoot. Uh, I can only hope to personally live up to that particular lineup that I've assembled. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Thanks thanks for that.
8: All right, and if your uh, listeners ever want to check me out, I have a website called fulltimepoet.com. Oh,
1: well, that's, that's pretty cool. All right, fulltimepoet.com. Nick, thanks so much for calling in.
8: All right, Rick. Take care.
1: Take care. Nick Fagan, full-time poet from here in Southern California. Isn't that the dream, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, drop all other responsibilities and be a, an artist of some kind full-time? Isn't that the dream? <coughs> call in, won't you? 646 or just press the Skype button uh, and, and call in that way. Um, our uh, next caller is from the 323 area code. Hello.
9: Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. Um, my name is Maria, and I have called in read before here. Hi, Maria. So, hi. I love your show. Thanks for doing it.
1: Uh, thanks so much. My pleasure.
9: And uh, I am one of those poets who wish, uh, you know, would like to hone my talent and only do poetry, and I also do music and not have to do anything else.
1: <laughs> it's the dream.
9: It's the dream.
1: So, um, what uh, what have you, uh, what you are you going to read for us um, in, uh, this in is the some, spirit this of your is something dream?
9: I, this is something I just wrote, so um, I may mess up a little bit, but it's just something I wrote, so I thought I'd call in and share it. And it's not titled, so I'll just call it Poem. And um, it goes like this. It's, um, I feel like I did when I was a little girl, when I couldn't get anything right, when I could not win the fight, alone, lonely, lost, double-crossed, starstruck, stuck up, fucked up. I'm not sure if this is the beginning of something, if I am seeing the light, or if I'm losing sight. It always helps to have someone to talk to, reach out to your friends in pain. Mountains, L.A., the world needs more empathetic people who do not need to be perfectly clean, but clean in spirit and heart. So that's all I have right now.
1: Very nice, Maria. Thanks for sharing. You just wrote that today, you said?
9: No, I read it uh this week uh oh, being this at week. work. Okay. Yeah, and uh you know how we have those bad work weeks and uh you just feel like you could just do what you want to do and not have to be where you're at.
1: I've uh when I used to work in an office kind of situation, I, yeah. I spent a lot of time uh using the com- office computer to yeah. to write poetry. Um it yeah, was a very too. productive time. <laughs> yeah, me too.
9: Cool. Thanks for saying that.
1: Um I in fact my friend James Palacio, who's a, a poet from Orange County, he um he's got this funny poem from a while back. I, I guess uh you know you know a lot of office computers are networked and that kind of thing. And so um apparently a memo went out in his office um saying, you know, something to the effect of there's poetry on the server, you know, as if this was a, a problem, you know. Oh I know. Uh, <laughs> so, but, I know exactly um, what you mean. Well, cool, Maria. Is there something in L.A. that you uh, frequent that you want to uh, you want to mention?
9: Uh, no, I I have come down to I came down to the Cobalt before, and uh, I really want to come again. It's a little far for me to drive, and I know that's not a good excuse. But I'm definitely going to try to get down there sometime because I love it, and I think you do a great thing, and I think you're really great. And I really thank you for giving us this opportunity on the air to do this because it's really amazing. The last time I read on your show. The next day, I really felt like I did something uh, important, so thank you for that.
1: My pleasure, Marie. Call in any time, and you're right, the cobalt is kind of far. Sometimes when I'm at the cobalt, it still feels like a long ways away. <laughs> but yes. um, Thank you, Vic. But we do have, you know, if you, it's going to be a pretty good one this Tuesday, a poet from... Uh, San Francisco is coming down. His name is M. G. Martin. He's a spoken word artist, and it's it's going to be a pretty um, energetic, fun, cool, cool thing. So if uh, if you ever do make the trek, maybe this particular Tuesday is the time. But I will definitely try.
9: T- I will definitely try to make it.
1: <laughs> all right. Cool. Okay. Thank, to hear. You. thank you. No problem. Thank you. That was uh, Maria calling from here in Southern California as well. Um, all right. A couple more callers on the line. I've got a. Uh, uh, let's see. A Series of Ones. Hello, Series of Ones.
10: Hello, Rick. Happy New Year.
1: <laughs> oh, I recognize this voice. It's Michael from Birmingham.
8: Yes,
10: Happy New Year. And I want to say that I got a chance to listen to your poem later. At the re- I went back and listened to your poem about poetry, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, the soundtrack to it was really well urban industrial. I want you to know I did go back and and I I was able to set aside some time and and give it a good listening and I appreciate it. I like poems about poetry. Uh, Should I go ahead and read one for you?
1: For us? uh, Is that the poem that I played on the show last week? The Rules for Poetry? That one?
10: Right. A poem about poetry or Poetica. I enjoyed it.
1: (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear your piece.
10: (laughs) Okay, don't use a cliché unless, okay, it was really inventive. That's what made it really good is that you took those rules and you articulated them with some originality. Okay, this is about um, 12, 25, 2010, a Saturday Christmas memory uh, with a nod, Christmas memory, a nod to Truman Capote, one of our underrated writers. Looking at the trimmed village from inside the coffee house, And I remark after another, Merry Christmas, Michael. Yeah, but since it's precipitating, why couldn't it be snow? Within about ten minutes, I receive a red diamond like manna from the sky, and I find myself no longer dreaming of a white Christmas. My heart leaping with a frosted flake rush, spending it out of doors, and who says it doesn't snow on the moon? Life levitating in a virtual snow globe. That evening, by the heart, a round of eggnog and bourbon, music video, and more poetry. Noel, 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 and now snow, the only thing that falls but never melts.
1: Very nice. Uh, very nice, Michael. And I, I especially I'm you're here. from Bur- you're from Birmingham, Alabama. We had someone yeah. from Birmingham, England, on, and someone who went to Birmingham High School here in Southern California. So you, by calling in, have completed the Birmingham trifecta. <laughs>
10: well, how about that?
1: Cool. Well, um, so thanks for calling in, Michael, and um, and I'll talk with you next time.
10: Sure. Talk to you later.
1: Bye. And <laughs> um Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Um he he called in last month too and we we didn't have that many callers last week and and I had to had to kind of flounder around for a while to uh to kind of fill fill the airtime and he was nice enough to to call back in uh which was very cool uh, to help me fill up uh, some of that time but uh, we we seem to have a regular number of callers today so uh so no need to uh to uh vamp as it were and so I'll just shut up and get to the next caller.
2: I think think, uh, whoever's – let's
1: turn turn down down, the
5: (laughs) –
1: Wow, that was the best thing ever. (laughs) I just want to put them back on the air. Um, Just a quick tip. If you're listening, you need to have your computer uh, turned down a little bit um, because otherwise that will happen. And it's not that that wasn't pretty cool. But um, it's not exactly the same thing as listening to someone read their poetry, which is what this show is all about. I just saw uh, Hair this past week, a major stage production here at the Pantages in L.A., uh, part of the revival uh, tour of of that musical. Um, If this goes through your town or if you're in New York City uh, or you're here in L.A. where it's playing now, you have to go see this. This is one of the most – this is – not one of the most. This is by far the most satisfying musical production I've ever seen. Um, uh, highly recommended. Um, moving on, our next caller from uh, probably a blocked number because I'm just seeing a series of ones. Hello?
7: Hello? Hi. i on the air. It yes, you well.
1: are. You are on the air.
7: Oh, okay. Well it's not the same as what I'm hearing on my computer, but that's okay.
1: Right. I'm that's why you gotta it. listen you gotta listen under the phone when you when you call in because there's a little bit of a delay. But who am I talking okay.
7: to? This is Maggie Westland from Ventura Hi. County. Hi Maggie. Good afternoon. Um,
1: good afternoon. Do you have a poem for us?
7: I do. I also have a little announcement. Which do you want first? Surprise me. Okay. Poem first. Hmm. It's called Flying High. In the classless society, class is expected. We buy our baronetcy, double-sized seat, free luggage, the privilege of boarding early, or sign up for credit with a little plane logo promising group status. For those who prefer hard work, aristocracy beckons, earn your place, fly often, it all adds up. You, too, can be queen for the day, have pillows, bubbly, warm socks. Once, on a flight from O'Hare to LAX, we were all bearing symbols of status. Two hundred ordinary people equally first.
1: That's awesome.
7: (laughs) Yeah, you like it, huh? That
1: was awesome, Maggie. And I've flown... You know, I, I flow, fly a few times a year, so I, you know, all of the the images in there are, you know, you 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 can pay extra to get on the plane first. Now, you know, it's just, you know, the 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 things that are happening, it's it's uh, ridiculous, but uh, very cool. Love that poem.
7: So, if you liked it, tell everybody to come and hear some more of me because I'm going to be the featured reader at the Artist Union Gallery for Tuesday Night Poets on the 25th of this month.
1: Fantastic. That's and that's the announcement. I'm guessing.
7: That's the announcement. It is indeed.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, um so Artists Union Gallery in Ventura.
7: Ventura, yeah.
1: Um and It's I, called where... Tuesday
7: Night Poets. Hosted by Phil Taggart and Marcia Della O and Friday Lubina.
1: <laughs> cool, wonder I I know all three of those folks from uh from years here in in the LA poetry scene. So give them all hugs for me, uh on the twenty fifth, would you?
7: Right, and I'll see you at Moore Park on the 19th, is that right?
1: That's true. Yes, I'm I'm reading at More Park oh, College in a There you a
7: go. So, or so. Excellent. Cool. Thanks for Ma- thanks for taking my call, Rick.
1: No problem, Maggie. Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. That's uh Maggie Westland calling from uh Ventura, California. Um <coughs> she'll be reading end of the month, the 25th, almost the end of the month in uh, Ventura, California at the uh, at the uh well i forgot you'll have to rewind the show and listen um it hasn't been a good day for me i i can't remember these things um so ladies and gentlemen that's about it thanks so much to everyone who called in we had a a great bunch of people calling from all over the place florida new jersey southern california texas alabama and uh birmingham England, uh, so great to have everyone <laughs> on the air. Uh, watch your uh, watch your emails for announcements of when the next when the February show will be, and for opportunities to advertise on Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, uh, help support the show; it's now become uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an adventure that uh, that's that's costing the Poetry Superhighway money. So, um, so if if you're into supporting that kind of thing, there's going to be opportunities uh, for that, so we can uh, keep this. This show going. <laughs> so again, thanks everyone to call for calling in. Uh, do watch out for my publication party, which is uh, coming up on uh, Saturday, January thirtieth, uh, at four o'clock p.m. on uh, at Beyond Baroque here in Southern California. You can check out my new book, *Sins of Buckwood*: a Poetry Written in and on the Way to and from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It's available now on my website uh poetrysuperhighway.com uh and Amazon and and uh places like that so <clears throat> check it out um i think it's a fun read um and that's it um thanks everyone again for calling in have a wonderful rest of the day and uh keep living the dream